Welcome to the e-commerce disruptors podcast, where alongside digital marketing experts, we give you our best tips, techniques, and insights on how you can be a disruptor in your industry. In this episode, we talk with Rod Morton, director of digital marketing at Sparks. Got to say, I really enjoyed this one a lot. And throughout it, we'll follow Rod through his experience working in design to owning his own businesses to his current role. Sparks is an experiential marketing agency that works with companies like Google, Twitch, Waze, Lego, and much more. Sparks has benefited from the implementation of search in their own digital strategy. And throughout this, you'll learn a lot about the power of search and other digital factors that can help your business, no matter how small or how large you are. Hey guys, welcome to E-Commerce Disruptors presented by Electric Engine, where we give you tips, techniques, and advice to help you disrupt your industry. Uh, I'm Noel Lopez, and today we have our guest, Rod Morton from Sparks. Rod, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm the director of digital marketing at Sparks. Um, I handle kind of a ha- hybrid position. I handle SEO tactical, SEM, site design, site content, also the site editor, including blog and news. Uh, and I also handle outbound, inbound uh, via our CRM, which is Perdot. So it's, it's, it's a, lot <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, yeah. Um, and... I mean, how long have you been at Sparks then? Uh, be five years in January. Five years? Yeah. Congratulations. I'm yeah. guessing you like it then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the it's one of the, the longest, you know, stints mm-hmm. uh, besides my own companies yeah. that, that I've that I've done. So, yeah, I, li- I actually like it there. So it's really a good company to work for. Nice. And um, just, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in marketing. You know, what's the Rod Bourne origin story there <laughs> well it starts way back <laughs> before <laughs> you're born uh, uh, so I have a, a master's degree I'll start there I'll start at master's I won't go any further back there. all right so, so I have a master's degree in design from NC State University at, uh, at the time it was called School of Design now it's called College of Art and Design so it's a bigger a bigger situation there now um, I was a college professor right out of uh, school teaching art and design that was that was really really good I really liked teaching and I, I still like teaching how was uh, that uh, it was good. It was, you know, it, you had to, you know, I'm a, uh, my tendency is to be a lifelong learner. And so I was, you know, unafraid to tackle things I'd never tackled before, like, you know, design history or art history, which is, you know, very involved. And um, then from college, moved on to uh, an art director's position for a technology company, uh, then started my own company uh, called Morton and Beck. Uh, that lasted for seven years. Uh, it was a B2B, straight up integrated B2B play. Yeah. Uh, it was right, you know, when digital became important, you know, back, the company started in 96, so, oh, so, you were right so there, right on the cusp, right, yeah. right, yeah. And, and we didn't embrace it as quickly as we probably should have embraced it, uh, especially being B2B versus B2C. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had some pretty big clients. Cisco Systems was a, a PR client of ours for, okay. for a, a, you know, a couple of years, and yeah. big, big client and big uh, you know we actually were doing uh, PR for their distribution gear which is great I mean that was their top dog so it was it was a lot of fun their campus was huge out and the research triangle in Raleigh North Carolina so it was um, so it was good and then from there moved to the Northeast to, to take a bite out of B2C and uh, you know ended up uh, I had my own company called Haas you know with a little southern thing going on there and then uh, on to uh, Publicis Modem, where I was an art director, uh, where I was a creative director, uh, 
um, became the creative director, the lead creative on Heineken, Heineken Light. Uh, that was a lot that of fun. fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was that was great. But you can imagine going from B to B to to. It's a shift. Yeah, sure. that, and and so the the interim Haas was there's a lot of uh, B to C there, you know, including the U.S. Open that sort of thing. So it's, that was it was great. And then from from there we you know I had another small creative company called you know Rod Morton Creative, and I was basically uh, working for other agencies, BBDO and Emirati, Coangelo, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of companies in Connecticut and uh, in the city in New York. So, you know, f- one of the first things that jumped out to me is you, you started in B2B and then and made that switch to B2C. How was that? Uh, it was, you know, it, and again, it's like I'm, I'm not, it's, just, it's in my personality. It's like, you know, I try to do something I've never done before and like just try to go at it, man, make, make a lot of mistakes. And I'm not afraid to make mistakes or yeah. look stupid because you look stupid a lot, especially especially in digital. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing well, in digital. Changing, yeah, you know, exactly. Going 100 <laughs> miles a minute. So yeah, exactly. And so it's a little easier now to look crazy because, you know, they, <laughs> the people don't quite frown on it like they, they did like, say, five years ago or later. But, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Do you have a do you have a preference to either one, B2B or B2C? You know, I, I don't know that I, I, I do. I mean, the, it's funny because Sparks clients are, we, we consider them B2B. Yeah. But they're really, they're B2C companies, you know, and big ones, you know. And uh, so you get a little bit of both worlds because you, you, you need to have B2C chops for them to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. But then you have to have B2B, B2B, you need to be good at understanding their their sales propositions, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's straight up yeah. B2B kind of play. So Bearing the most, or the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. I know you listed off a, a couple of brands you've worked with. What was, um, you know, what was one of your favorites and, and what was one of the biggest challenges you had with them? Well, at Haas, I, I worked, we were the, the branding agency for um, uh, the, the Tennis U.S. Open for about four years. 2003 2007 wow. mm-hmm. and so uh, and I got a lot to uh, got a lot of uh, work with um, not only some like really good you know marketers that were actually there at you know uh, at the US Open but uh, like you know really well-known illustrators like you know Michael Schwab those kind of guys and it was so we did all their ticket designs and their subscriber boxes and their environmental designs and it was, it was that was really cool it was really a lot of fun and the, the most fun was going to vendor day at, <laughs> at the u.s open where you were invited and you would go sit in the president's box and so it ruined me <laughs> for going to the u.s yeah, open exactly. because it's like you know after you've been in the president's box and you're sitting right there i you mean it's the it perfect now. seat i mean it really is the perfect seat to, to go watch tennis and live tennis i, I really love live, live tennis too i'm jealous I yeah it was really good but also heineken heineken was uh, at Publicis Modem, what was super exciting, like that was like you know it was, I mean I can't I, when at the time we were like and, and all the guys that we work with, and, you know we you have, Ryan Rosner works for for Electric Engine. He was on our he was on that team, and uh, I I don't think we realized how good we had it at the time, you know, <laughs> and so it's like it was one of those things. Yeah, and for and for you guys out there, uh, Ryan Rosner is actually our our lead designer and. He's put together some amazing work. Oh, he's amazing. He was amazing then. He's even more amazing (laughs) now. He just gets better and better. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So for the the whole e-tail experience, how has that changed your your life personally? Well, I mean, it's especially looking at it with with the goggles of of Sparks because like the whole the whole idea with companies' experiences that that are created at Sparks are trying to get people to move. You know, whether um, 
whether they're at a show and they're buying things right at the show or whether they're at an experience in a retail store and they're they're buying things you know online in the store which is you know that that's a trend that's happening right now with uh, experiential retail and uh so so yeah it's i'm like I, and it, you know, what's interesting is that it's you know you 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 try to find ways to save money, and and digital a lot of times <laughs> is the best way to do it. I mean, it's like you know, unless there's something something really going on that that's a that, that's a good sale someplace. But uh, but yeah, so I, I a little bit of both. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I I really like the store, especially this time of year. Really like the store I Like going to New York, I like going to Fifth Avenue. I, I enjoy it's the that. Experience, yeah, so exactly. Part of it. Yeah, yeah exactly right. And, and it's it's crazy, especially with with Black Friday and everything. It's, yeah, it's. I made the mistake of actually Insane. going out. Yeah. And I was, oh, never again. <laughs> it was it was awful. And then, you know, not not. It was my first time actually going out in person. So it was, yeah, Cyber Monday for me. I've, I've always. Yeah, you'll that. never do that again. Yeah, right? No, yeah, like okay. I'm the same way. Yeah, <laughs> totally get it. Um, so over the past few years, you've been you know particularly drawn to working within search. Do you feel that search is somewhat undervalued by many brands? Oh, I think so. And, you know, search has changed my life, basically, my, especially my work life, you know, and it's um, again, it's something I didn't know anything about. And, you know, when we designed the site that we have right now, yeah. it was without search in mind. And uh, so seeing it on this side of search, uh, amazing. Like it's a, like and it works like and it's you, you're getting these. And I've been on both sides, creative and now on the search side yeah. and on the SEO side. And, you know, you have to change your content to so that bots will oh, yeah. read you in the right way. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're like, what's the point? You know what I mean? So, and it's all block and tackle. That's the thing that's so surprising. Yeah. Like, there's no magic really to it other than the oh, fact no, it's that it's just like <laughs> getting, getting at it. It's, it's, it's either you're doing it or you're not. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And then um, I, I think there's oftentimes I've seen some great websites and, you know, they, they look beautifully designed, but they're, isn't much thought behind the SEO, what's what's going on but with it and it's And they're being missed. Yeah. They're being missed by their, their target. You have this great, great website, this great product, and the trouble is no one can find you. Yeah. I'm I listen, I'm a convert and, <laughs> and like I'm excited about it. Like I like I it gets me up in the morning. That's it, it and my job has changed over the last year and a half. And um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, and it's an everyday, you know, it's a grind. Yeah. I mean, you have to like, and I, I dig that, you know, I, I, I like having, you know, that challenge of like, you know, how do we get our, our site audit score yeah. just a little bit higher, you know? Exactly. And, and so there are things that I can affect and things I can affect, you know, and I'm, I'm not a back end guy, yeah. but you know, it's like, at least I can, I can call somebody and call <laughs> you guys and say, you know, I'm, I'm, and be reasonably intelligent about like, you know, I think, I think we need to do this to the back end or at least that's what it's telling me to do. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, <laughs> so. and it's funny because you almost, once, once you really start diving into it, you almost gamify it. It's like, let me get totally a couple more keywords, a couple Absolutely. more backlinks. Let me, and, yeah. and it really becomes like a, a constant challenge to get better. Yeah. That little Yoast checklist in WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love that thing. You know, I, I live by that little thing. So it's great. It's awesome. Exactly. And, for I would say, what would you think makes the biggest impact on managing search, just from from a day to day basis? One thing is that we we still struggle with, and we we had to struggle. We struggle with it right away. Was site speed, yeah. And you know, site speed, as you probably know, is is probably the number one thing that'll drop you in the SERP. Absolutely. And so we we struggle with that daily, actually. And we have, um, you know, you know, our, our internal setup 
um, for the back end is is interesting and I, and I won't go into it but it's like it, you know it, it changes a lot we add yeah. things to servers and pull things away from servers and mm-hmm. and we, we always have to find server space just for our site because we don't really th- want anything on the same server as our yeah. site because it's it, it, um, it's so big it's big for us I'll put it that way it's not a huge site yeah uh, but uh, it, it there's a lot it's heavy it's a heavy site yeah well yeah and that, that was number one that yeah. was the number one thing that that I'm fighting right now is the video content yeah like 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 which, video everybody was like, like <laughs> yay you know like we, we got all this video and we're gonna spend all this money on video yeah. and then and then I'm like let's don't put it up yeah. <laughs> it's like wait wait <laughs> so so we have to figure a way to compress you know we had to learn how to, to compress videos we had to learn how to um, and still, you know, I'm pretty sure there's some technology out there that's even better than what's happening right now. And that, you know, we, we continue to, to uh, strive to um, make things smaller, 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 smaller. And uh, so site speed, we, we fight a lot because of um, maybe in someone else's sites where, you know, they, they have a, a lighter site. They don't struggle so much, but, but we, we have a heavier site. And, and, you know, and we're making it work. You know, we're making it work. We, we want to show the videos. I, I don't want to give the exactly. impression that we don't want to do that. It's that was, like, hey, we've Yeah, I was this. kidding about that, but, it's like, <laughs> but we do want to, like, we, it, it makes a difference. And, and you know, some of, the, some of the things we'll talk about later, you know, it, it does make a difference. Yeah. And I think it, 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 that is a tough battle for, I think, just sites, any site in general, really, because the drop-off, I think, after three to four seconds is, is almost like 70%. It's crazy, I, I, right? I, I'm sitting there yeah. waiting for a website to load, and I'll immediately close out of it. No no patience. You know, we just recently, just like in the last two weeks, we changed, uh, we moved our site to a, 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 big, um, a, a bigger server, yeah. and, and it was the only thing on the server, and, our, and we stopped having site issues, site speed issues. And uh, so it's, That's great. It, it's, you know, and it was like, why didn't we do this? Like, <laughs> 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 why didn't we do this, like, you know, months ago? But you know it's, it, and but that excites me. That that thing where we find out, mm-hmm. and then we we you know we we strive for something, then we then we learn, and then we you know we execute, and and then things happen. And if they not happening in the direction we need them to, we we go back, and if they they are, we go to the next thing. And so, but site speed has been a struggle with it for us. But but we we think we we have it. You know we think we have. A, a good setup now where we can, you know, not battle that so much. That's great news. And I, I guess aside from, from site speed, what would be, I guess, one of the most important KPIs that you look for in organic search? Well, for us, and our organic search has increased tremendously over the last year. Yeah. Like, it's been kind of <laughs> crazy, especially, you know, with, the, you know, SEM and, uh, and, and, you know, other B2B, uh, you know, agencies like our might, might, might have the same uh, experience where, uh, you know, people don't, a target may not click on the ad, they may uh, see the ad and then do a search and then they end up yeah. on your site through search, et cetera. And, and we know this, we know it happens that way because if, if our ads went down, the organic traffic would slow way down as well. Yeah. So we know that, that that's happening and that, and I'm the same way. I don't click on ads, you know, especially in, in my sector. Yeah. In my industry, I don't click on ads because well, I don't want to be. Dead. Yeah, I, I don't want to get. Don't cookie me. Don't give me any of that. Because uh, so, then it just follows you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and so, but um, time on page is what what we, you know, if we can get them to three minutes, they'll submit. And and so 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 our goal is five, yeah. right? And so um, we're we're finding that. Um, that three to five range is important. So that begs the question, like, well, how do you keep on your site for five minutes? And so, um, and it doesn't sound like a long time, 
but it, you know, in, in digital well, in terms, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a long, long time. Yeah. And so the one thing we do is make sure that the content is, um, which is, it falls on me, is to make the content compelling enough so that they stay there and sure. that it's answering their question because no one's going to come to our site without a question in their head. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a B2B site and they know, we're, they know we're an agency. They know we're trying to get their business, et cetera, et cetera. And so they come with a question. And so we need to answer that question. And so I, all those case studies that we have on our site need to answer those questions. And they need to be, they, you know, we, when we first started out, we thought, we'll only do just like, you know, a couple hundred words. And, and we've ch completely changed that. And it's just almost like, my design side is like that's like <laughs> like a 800 word case study it was like, like oh, Ugh. Yeah. you know you don't you know like you don't want to do that right and and the reality is it has made a big difference like it's made a huge difference and just having you know we, we were doing like 10 pictures per case study <laughs> we literally had the last one i did was had 60. wow do you know what i mean and yeah. so it's like it's and you know so that sounds like crazy but it's it's working like well, it's you've got to cater to your audience it, that's exactly right if you don't learn then and and, and we want me on the on the one side we want you know we want the people who want to do business with our who is who are looking to find an agency and and, and they're being objective about it we want those guys but then we're the guys that they're like these guys are not not for us you know then you know they're not going to read anyway you know what i'm saying they're they're going to be only interested in certain things so. exactly it sounds like a good way to just weed yeah out it is who's not important yeah and, and and you know again every time we've had a, a submission it's been it's based on time on page and so it, it's super important for us yeah. I, th I think it just goes back to content is king yeah yeah if you're not lining that up properly for for your site it's it's a huge mistake it's a huge missed opportunity and we're, tr we're trying hard to, to have content of all types you know video images you know, oh, I've seen the copy. videos. You guys, <laughs> you guys do good work there. <laughs> so for, for this upcoming year, 2019, what, what challenges and opportunities in, in the marketing industry are, are you seeing? Well, you know, for us, it's, um, you know, five years ago, Experiential was like, that was the new thing. You know, like everybody's like, the, like the, the term Experiential Agency was was kind of new it, it was new to me i can tell you that like i'd never heard of like i i knew what a brand activation was and a sponsorship activation or something like that but i didn't know what i called the agency who did it i thought just yeah. a normal agency would would do that and i you know i couldn't have been more wrong but um you know i th i think taking advantage of the wave for 2019 yeah. is gonna it's gonna be important for um uh, experiential agencies you know and i think you know, more and more companies, especially you, if you look at CES, for instance, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, you know, the Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl for, <laughs> for electronics, you know, for electronics trade shows. Uh, now everybody feels like they have to have an experience beyond just a trade show build. Yeah. And so uh, so we need to, like, take advantage and uh, especially, you know, being the, as old as we are in terms of the, the, the age of our company. Uh, and where we've been, you know, we need to take advantage of that. And we need, really need to drive that home, you know, over, over 2019. Absolutely. And, it, and it's funny that you say, because there's so much different language within the experiential space uh, and, and so much different terminology that, that I, I know you've stressed that's really important for yeah. getting getting that in order. Otherwise, yeah, they no one's going to take you seriously. Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> if you say the wrong thing, 
you know, they're like, well, you don't know what I, what I need at all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. So going off of that for this, this coming year, is, are there any new emerging technologies you're excited about that you, that you might be implementing? Well, it has nothing really to do with my job or anything other than, uh, you know, oh, that's fine. <laughs> the, 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 the no code or low code platforms like bubble. For instance, oh yeah. Yeah. Really excited about that. Yeah. Like I'm actually pumped about that. Like I was, I was looking <laughs> at it. I've been looking at bubble for uh, a week now. And, uh, and so, cause I'm, I'm working on something else outside of, outside oh. of sparks, but, um, uh, but, Boy, that looks that looks amazing. It's a it's basically a platform for web app that can be packaged as a native app. And I thought like, that's wow, funny. Yeah, we were. That's, that's funny you say that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we were discussing that with uh, with our developer Dennis and, yeah. and how there seems to be a moving trend towards that. Uh, and it's going to be really big, actually. So it, yeah, it's it's good to see. It that looks like coming. it. Looks yeah. like it's going to be huge. It's so. exciting. And it's cheap right now. So that's the time to get in, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you mentioned Sparks is is a brand that's been around for I would say a hundred. You said a hundred years, right? Over a hundred. Yeah. Over a hundred. Yeah. Do you find any unique challenges with with brand awareness or keeping things exciting? Yeah, you know it's funny because it, you know in yeah, experiential the you know boutique agencies will and they usually the you'll have some really good boutique agencies that just do creative they don't really do builds or they don't do activations in the sense of physical activations they'll they'll plan it design etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, but um, we we do all those when we and we've been doing it for a long time and uh, so we're over 100 years and but we started out doing um, vignettes at like really yeah like at the you know the world's fair for instance <laughs> You know, we did like the AT and T first phone wow. vignette. <laughs> so you guys have come, uh, and, come a long way. Wow. And, and Sparks is not like Sparks is a family name, which is what I thought was really cool when I first got there. It was like, and they re, the the name remained when it was bought out by the four principals that own the company now. And so, wow. um, so you know, it's the work, man. It's like we if you if you keep really really good work in front of the industry. It doesn't matter how how old you are. Yeah, like if you're really time. good, and we are, I, I tell you, our creative groups and our digital guys are like they're world class. They really are. Oh, I've seen I've seen the yeah, stuff it's that just you guys put together. Work. It's it's phenomenal. It's crazy. Yeah, I wish I could take credit for it, but <laughs> I, can, I absolutely cannot. <laughs> no, it's it's it, the work that you guys put out time and time again, and and the fact that you're able to do everything in house is is phenomenal. Yeah, and that's that's a strong. And that's that's a, a you know a, a marketing pylon that we you know that we we use a lot. So for events that do the events that you create, how do you measure the success of those events? Well, you know we have this thing called event score, and it's basically a protocol for whatever your event is, like whether it's a trade show or an actual event, a conference, and the it's basically about what data do you collect. And then how do you use the data? It's really that simple. Yeah. And so the event score, the your your uh, experience will get a, an event score, right. basically, right? And so that that will sort of like lead you down the path of like what is your ROI, et cetera, et cetera, for this particular thing. So then essentially that would vary just from client to client, whatever. The exactly. Yeah. Is, uh, it, and and it, it usually it's pretty wide. Yeah. You know. Oh, I can. It, it could yeah. probably be anything under the yeah, sun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and just about you know as you know everything most everything can be measured including this and 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 but before you know strategy the the idea of strategy or measurement was like you know a few years ago 
wasn't kind of a big deal. Oh, now measurement is like yeah. it's, uh, you know, you almost have to. You almost have to measurement, uh, measure now. And I, and I think that's the funny thing about just digital marketing in general. There, there are metrics there, there that, you, that you have to track. And if you're not tracking those, it's what's, what's the point of making it? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. If you, you, you need to have a goal yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for <laughs> these experiences because they can get expensive, you know? Yeah. I know, and we've discussed CES a, a couple times, uh, more than a couple times, but out of the builds that you've done for CES, what has been one of your favorite? The takeover, the Google takeover that we did in this year. Yeah. And that was pretty amazing. 6,000 square feet. It's like a small house, three stories, completely modern, kind of like aesthetic, yeah. Google aesthetic, basically. And so it was um, uh, basically, in, in on one half of it is just a straight up store. <laughs> where you know you can go and try out everything that Google makes, yeah. and then on the other side is these uh, you know our experiences, interactions, and experiences that are from room to room that not only are fun but you know are educational about like what Google's about and what Google's about right now versus like what it was or what you think well, it is, yeah. you know. And so that that was huge. I mean, that took uh, I think it was twenty one days. So so basically, it was in the parking lot. Okay, and so they. It's, think about building a house in the parking lot. That's really what it was, including like, you know, putting, you know, pylons down. And it was it was crazy. I mean, and it took 21 days to to put it up. And I think like 36 hours to take it down because it was some sort of stipulation. And like that, you, that the parking lot. Yeah, you guys crazy. work so quickly. It's it's insane. I, I, I would think about building something out like that maybe in a year. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That that time frame blows my mind every every time you you, you talk about a project. How it's quickly? Isn't it insane? Like it's insane. And like all that's designed. Like the you know getting on site and putting it up. Like they didn't get on site and go like, oh, what should we do? Yeah. <laughs> they had it planned down to the you know to the nail. You know down to the bolt. And and then the same with taking it down, striking it. It was it's crazy. Everything that goes into that phenomenal. That's because it looks. It looks permanent. I mean, it, yeah. it's crazy. Well, and I think that for anyone who, who wouldn't know what it was, if they saw that and then, you know, two days later saw it wasn't there, would be extremely confused. Right. <laughs> it's like, what just happened? Uh, was I imagining <laughs> this? <laughs> so I, in going back to a couple of things you said before, you've owned your own agency. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the challenges you had as, as, as an agency being a startup and, and how you approach those. You know, the sales versus overhead equation was really tough for us. That was a learning curve that, like, was, um, it was real day to day. So the thing that I always tell you, and I, I you know, Chris and I had a past, and, you know, oh, yeah. and he didn't have a, a, he wasn't part of this company at that time. Yeah. And he was asking me questions about that and how long ago. And I, the first thing I told him, and I, and I would tell anybody now, is that somebody's got to sell. You know, somebody has to go yeah. out, knock on the door. Somebody's got to be good at do the dirty work. Yeah, and it's and that was um, for us. You know, the three principles at Morning Beck were, you know, we were all three responsible for sales. Although you know that got tough, especially if I was I was the creative director and uh, you know another partner was in, was the writer, uh, so yeah. to speak. We had a, we had about fifteen employees at one point, and um, so that's a lot of salary. It's a lot of overhead. It's a lot, you know, and then we got into a bigger space, which we probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> we shouldn't have done that. Um, but we survived. I mean, we, we did okay. We did we did well. And uh, but it, it you know, that was the one thing that sort of made me sit up and take note, like 
less than a year in, I was like, okay. That's what gets you up at night. Yeah. <laughs> and e- even it, like you mentioned, the, the multiple hats thing too is, is tough. 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 Yep. Hey, I've got to do this, do this. Oh, wait, I'm juggling five different things. I can't let any of them drop. So. And because you, cause you, you don't have a passion about all five of those things. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's, it, it gets, it, it's tough to like shoulder a lot of some like things. It's almost like a checklist. It's like, okay, yeah. let me. It feels sure like work a <laughs> lot of days. You know, it's like it's, as it, probably you guys will attest, like some days it feels like work. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, it, you know, it's, it's, and I think you have to be ready for that if you're going to go out on your own, especially if you're going to compete with big companies, like you guys compete with big companies. Yeah. And uh, you guys do it with, you know, with smartness. You know what I mean? You guys can compete just based on like how smart you are and how quick you are and et cetera, et cetera. That's the only way to win. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, just tackling that and even going back to what you were saying, it's all about that strategy that making sure you have everything accounted for, you know, down to the, down to the nail, down to the bowl. Yeah. So. And it's, so it's, so yeah. So that sell that overhead sales equation is, is, a, <laughs> is a tough one to learn. Like you should learn that one before you decide you know, like, like you need to have somebody who say, who's going to go do this Yeah. and are they very good at it, et cetera, et cetera. Like I wasn't good at it and yeah. I had to learn how to do it. And I, I became, I became obsessed about it after a while, you know? Yeah. Well, so, I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> Rod, you're, you're a people person. So I think, you know, and, and that's, that's what, what that is really essentially is yeah. building those relationships, making sure you know, you're listening to their needs, what they, what it is they're asking for, what they want, and but also being that collaborative partner. Yeah, like, totally. Hey, don't be afraid to say maybe you should do this instead of what you're doing now. If they see your passion, especially you know, if a target sees your passion, you yeah. know, they'll respond one way or the other. Exactly. You know what I mean? They'll look like, is this the passion? Is this the kind of thing we need? You know, for us, or is it not? Yeah. You know, is it is it too much? These guys are over the top, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. When you started your own agency, do you have any? Any additional advice for anyone who who might be looking to take the plunge? Yeah, you know, don't be afraid to to not know. You know, you're gonna you're gonna feel stupid some <laughs> days. You know, and you you need to be uh, like again for me it goes back to being a lifelong learner. I, I just don't mind looking crazy. You know, I'll ask crazy questions. You know, and then and depending on you know what kind of personality you have, you know, whether you could stomach it or whatever. Like I'm I'm totally. <laughs> my wife and son will tell you that yeah you know i i you know I, there's only one opinion that counts <laughs> yeah <laughs> isn't that so, how it usually goes so, so i don't mind you know i don't mind being wrong you know what i mean like i don't i don't mind asking questions and i ask i ask you guys questions all, yeah, exactly. all the time I, I that's really <laughs> one of the biggest things is, is knowing what you don't know and making sure you learn about it and i'm sure brian is thinking like what is, why is this like he should know that oh, yeah. <laughs> brian is on a whole different level <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh for you guys out there brian is actually our lead developer and head and shoulders some of the stuff above when when he's speaking it's it's head and shoulders above scary yeah it's scary absolutely ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and again with the agency what what made you want to start that well it's, it's you know i've i've had entrepreneurial sort of tendencies even when i was in college you know i started a a friend and I started a couple of business t-shirt businesses in college and okay and I was yeah I never I I never thought like when I got out of school that I was going to go work for somebody else it just never dawned on me that that was an option for me and um even though I have and I'm actually working for somebody else now that I love this job yeah um but um it's I don't know you know it's a good question like I I think it has to do with just wanting a challenge I'm a little bit OCD 
And so, no. oh my God. <laughs> so I take a challenge and I, I won't let it go until I, until I'm either exhausted or dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so it was the same way with doing it. The business became for me having that business became something that I wanted to be successful at, not just be successful as a designer or just su- successful as a marketing person or whatever. It was like, I wanted the business to, to fly and Take to be able to, whether I was there or not, I wanted to like create something that was, that, um, had some legs to it. And so, um, that's kind of how I, and it, not everybody's like that. I don't think, but, um, I, think it, it takes I, I don't think we're, I don't think I'm special or anything like that, but, but what I, but I, there's a tenacity to somebody who, who like it's, really trying to like make something work and Absolutely. just won't take no for an yeah. no, and I, so you're wrong a lot you know <laughs> what i mean you you ask a lot of questions and you're wrong a lot so it's it's that's okay though if you if you can stomach it it's good it's good well, I, I, and i think that's the biggest thing is just not taking that personally it's, oh yeah. Wrong, yeah it's 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 yeah, not absolutely. a bad thing it's it's a learning curve yeah and you'll get there you know i, I went from when i went to uh, pubmo i went from basically the print world to the digital world and you know and i had a lot of people who work for me who were like that's a hell of a scary shift like yeah. well, like does he really know what he's doing and the answer was not really <laughs> i didn't really know what i was doing but I, I knew that there was like you know some creative you know the 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 creative was the same whether for me whether it was you know for whatever it was print or for digital the the idea of a good concept was what i was after right and how it got executed was not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, but the, the team that I had uh, back at Pubmo for Heineken, you know, all, all five or six of those guys were, they're top-notch creative people beyond being able to execute, which made them totally dangerous. I mean, they were, you know, you had Ryan and Jason Bascom and Pete Carley and those guys, and th- those guys were just scary being, being able to understand yeah. that is what really sets i feel like sets you apart yeah i mean they were they were just it was it was easy to 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 lead because i don't know that i was actually <laughs> leading <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. i was just like you know that's a great idea let's yeah, do that let's, one let's go with it. <laughs> so knowing what you know about the digital marketing landscape do you think that would have affected how you positioned and marketed your company Oh, it's no doubt. Like, uh, you know, talking about this, this little, this little app business that I'm working on, um, I've already, I, you know, the program's not even complete and I'm already considering like, you know, what my SEO structure is going to be for yeah. the site, you know, how the app's going to work, you know, how the app's going to work with the site, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to be digital first you know, and this, I mean, it's a digital product to begin with, but but in terms of my thinking, instead of trying to out, out creative, out market myself right now, (laughs) just do block and tackle, you know, get the, get the, the communication down and then worry about the creative later. And, uh, and, you know, of course get the program finished, but, um, and then, you know, figure out how I'm going to do the, the native app. You know, which, you know, I've been looking at Bubble, you know, <laughs> so kudos to Bubble. Definitely, definitely. They're doing <laughs> so, big things. So uh, we'll see if it works for what I need it to work for. But, but, uh, but yeah, definitely. Like I would, like this next business will be completely digital. You know what I mean? It'll yeah. be, you know, even, even if there's products that, that if they're, you know, licensed products that they're that offshoots, they're going to be bought online. I mean, you know, there's chances of, you know, chances of them ending up in a store are probably slim, you know, but that doesn't mean it won't be successful or it won't, you know, Digital you can't sell is, Yeah. I, I, and I think that's one thing that people are 
beginning to realize that digital is not only is it not going anywhere, it's becoming the leader in, in the way. You're oh, it's no doubt. Yeah, you're, you're selling yeah. your products. And, and even in the retail spaces now, that digital is digital plays a major part, or is going to play a major part in the next in the next year or so. If if like we're, you're already buying an Apple, you're already buying things in the store without having to talk to anybody. You just cl- you just point and click your phone, and you know you just walk out with it. So you know. It, that's not going anywhere. That's yeah. going to get, it's going to be more of that. Rod, is there anything else you might want to tell our listeners? You feel it might be helpful for them to hear since we got here? Embrace SEO. <laughs> Embrace SEO. You hear that, guys? Embrace <laughs> SEO. Yeah. It's cool. Like, it's, it, it'll make your life so much easier. And it'll impress your friends, let me tell you. Exactly. It'll impress your boss. <laughs> it'll impress your colleagues. <laughs> SEO is the way to go, <laughs> and I, I mean, we firmly believe that too. It's, it, it is a little tough because sometimes it's it's almost finding the the proof in the pudding. Yeah. But but once you see that, it, your whole life changes. Yeah. All jokes aside, it's really you really need it. It's something that is it should you should think about that for if you're a digital person, you're responsible for digital in your company or or or, or, or wherever. A strong SEO tactical plan is what you need and there are plenty of places where you can go and find out what that is you yeah. know what i mean there's like there's all kinds of you know sem rush you know google you know you can find it anywhere exactly. so it's not that difficult but you know it's it is you know it can be time consuming it can be day to day because the bots are changing you know so fast and uh and so you know but it's that's you know that's a challenge that that it's, it's not that comparatively you know, it's taking not taking that first step. Yeah, it's just just get into it, and then then the you know whatever happens after that, you'll sort of like you'll you'll go with the flow, and so it yeah. it, it it's easier the more you do it. Okay, well, Rod, thank you for teaching us more about the digital marketing <laughs> industry and experience from your you know starting your own agencies to leading digital marketing at Sparks. Uh, wanted to thank everyone for tuning in to e-commerce disruptors. Please subscribe and comment. You can follow us on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at Electric Engine and find more information at electricengine.com. This has been the e-commerce disruptors podcast presented by Electric Engine. Subscribe today to stay up to date on all future episodes. Please follow us at Electric Engine on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or shoot us an email at podcast at electricengine.com. That's engine spelled E-N-J-I-N. Feel free to leave us any comments or questions about this episode and let us know what you'd want to hear on future episodes. Until next time, thanks for listening.